Hey folks, it's Chef Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go, let's turn it up. All right, crowdfunders, how is everybody doing out there in crowdfunding land? Hopefully your campaigns are getting funded. Hopefully those backers are are piling up to the point where you can't take any more of them and you're uh, you're just you know you're just beaming with excitement. So, where am I right now? Well, I am currently sitting down in Ida, Michigan. Uh, we are on mini little Wenzel vacation right now. We have chosen to. When I use the word vacation, I should have put those in quotation marks. But we are sitting down at my parents' house. The kids, the wife and I, and we're going to be exploring Southeast Michigan and, the, and Northeast Ohio for the next few days. Um, you know, we decided to have just kind of a, a chilled out, uh, relaxing vacation, I guess, should be, also be in quotations considering where we are right now. But I am sitting outside, you know, looking at a cornfield, car just drove by. But, uh, yeah, it's nice, I guess. It's relaxing. I'll throw those I guesses in there. Wasn't the exact plan we had for vacation, but due to some unforeseen circumstances, sometimes you just got to pivot and make the best of it, right? So, who is coming up on today's episode? Thank you for asking. I'm sure all of you guys are on pins and needles just waiting to hear who we're going to be talking to today. So, today we're going to be talking to uh, Stephen Dormaskin. I think I said that correctly. Dormaskin. Uh, from Spectrums. That's right. We're going to be talking about musical instruments, and that's right in the wheelhouse. But... These are really, really unique, um, uh, like rings that you put on your fingers that you can play, you know, any sort of drums through, you know, some sort of device, you know, your, you know, your smartphone, your iPad, your tablet, whatever it is, you know, and they've got a cool app and it's just really intriguing. Like you could literally roll out this thing on, on your table and start playing a drum beat and that's cool. That's very cool, and I love you know how we're like pushing technology in terms of musical instruments and, and making these things uh, more and more accessible to people. So, really, really interesting conversation coming up about you know designing product, manufacturing product, um, scaling, and and getting something like this off the ground. So, so stay tuned for a little bit later. We're gonna have that conversation uh, coming up. So. Uh, so what else is going on? Well, I mean, outside of kind of just ch- trying to at, at least chill for a couple days, I've decided that next week I'm going to implement a new strategy. And the strategy is around how do I find time to just let my brain wander, right? Like, I I, I feel like I want this to happen more um, more consistently in my life because what I find is, and I, I've heard this from other people, so I know this isn't some like monumental statement here that I'm going to make, but you know, you always have like your best ideas kind of in the shower, or whenever I'm like mowing the yard, I'm just man, my brain just gets, I I, I feel momentum and movement on 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 ideas that I'm stuck on, and I think it's because those are the moments where my brain is just unplugged. I'm just in the, I'm just doing a a, a basic task. I'm not really thinking, but my and my brain is open. So I read a really great Medium article the other day, kind of talking about I think it was you know an Einstein and Thomas Edison that, that they would do this thing, you know whatever it is once a week they would spend two hours completely unplugged and just walk around, do nothing, walk aimlessly, and let your brain daydream. 
And I've been sitting here more and more thinking about how I want to start implementing that. So I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm, I'm going to carve out, you know, a, a, a two-hour window, not this week. Actually, you know what? Not this week because my kids are still home. But but the following week when, when the kids go back to school and, and uh, our systems kind of get back into place um, for productivity. It, what, what I'm looking for is I, I really want to find this moment where I just spend, you know, two hours, two and a half hours unplugged from my devices unplugged from the marriage a little bit, you know, just that whole, com- those conversations, unplugged from the kids and just sit and, and just daydream and let whatever rolls in, rolls in, whatever rolls out, rolls out, you know, um, I think I can see how that's going to be beneficial because in so many scenarios that we're working on with, with clients, it's, it is about, you know, having a, a creativity to a problem or thinking about how a Facebook ad could work. So I'm, I'm going to try this next week. I'm going to obviously be reporting on it here on the podcast, but but uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to try it out. At this Medium article, you know, really stuck, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to see if it doesn't work. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys tell me if you guys want to leave comments or something. Is this something that you guys out there or, or any of you out there try to implement in your life uh, in terms of you know kind of finding a life hack? But I'm going to see. I'm going to see if it works. But but boy, so spending the night, yeah, last night we slept at my parents' house, like I said, and we're down here. Oh, my parents, they, I don't know, for some reason, Turner and Hooch was on at like three in the morning. I could hear it in my dad's room because he's sleeping in his hospital bed or wherever he's sleeping. I hear my mom wandering around because she doesn't sleep. I got I got the kids all, they're, they're bouncing up and down chairs. It was like, it was like, uh, um, <laughs> it was like, uh, what's, what's the, uh, with, with the chairs and you go around them until you have to sit. What's that called? Musical chairs. It was like a musical chairs of sleeping last night. Like everybody floating around and, whew, not a, not good habits though. You definitely don't want those kind of habits for for sleep. But um, but yeah. So what else? What else is going on? Well, another interesting too is if if you're interested in a new hack that I just came up with, uh, shoot me an email if you're interested in hearing about this hack. So what it is is. It's a green inbox hack. So you know we talk a lot about green inbox uh, to my clients and to the the crowdfunding calls I take um, when we have kind of our office hours open, and it's a it's a great tool. It can be pricey if you've got a lot of Facebook friends, but we found a, a workaround on it, and uh, it's really intriguing. Now, why we use green inbox is all about emailing you know and getting your fa- your personal Facebook account. Um, getting the friends off that, getting the data so that you can email, you know, your thousand Facebook friends that you might have, people you went to high school with, college, that sort of stuff. So usually if you use Green Inbox, you know, it, it can take, you know, three days to set up. Um, it can take, you know, it costs between three to five cents an email. So, you know, you could end up spending 300 bucks or so. But in this um, this hack that we, we came up with, uh, we have a workaround. Uh, so it's hard to describe right now, but it's it's through Chrome. It's it's through something that you have to do in terms of shutting off JavaScript. But if um, if you're tech savvy and you want this hack, shoot me an email and I'll send you over a tutorial video. Uh, and that email you can email me at Jeff at Woodshed.agency. Um, Jeff at Woodshed.agency. There's no .com on that. So shoot that over. I'll send I'll send this really great video that I made um, walking you through how to how to do this hack and and get access to your Facebook friends uh, data so that you can. Tell them about your new campaign coming up. So that's another thing, too, is if you're interested in, shoot that to me, and I'll, I'll get that over to you. But all right, well, let's go ahead and kick into my conversation with Stephen. And uh, 
you know, let's talk about spectrums. Let's have music at our fingertips. This guy's making it a, a reality and a very cool product. Um, if you're if you're a drummer or you're a musician and you want to kick out some quick beats or, you know, if, if you want to get this for your kids, I, I looked at it as like, this would be awesome after my kids. So I'm thinking about becoming a backer uh, today. So, all right, let's go ahead and kick into my conversation. And uh, yeah, uh, here we go, guys. Excuses, so now it's time to go. All right, Stephen. So the red light is on. I think you, cool. you see that there. Yeah, this is yep. this is when the now the pressure starts to build and, huh. and uh, you can start feeling it. And you get sweaty and all that sort of stuff. But uh, okay. <laughs> let's do a, let's do a quick sound check here. Let's start with um, what's one thing that you can maybe tell my listeners that very few people know about you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess. So yeah, my name's Stephen. Um, I finished. Uh, I did my undergrad at Cornell, and then I I got a master's in engineering, and that was. I guess that was like a year ago, and then I came to uh, see Boulder to do my PhD. Okay. Um, so probably, I guess I don't, I don't think we I really say that on our website. So I guess that might be one thing. But okay, all right. But yeah, so then I came gotcha. here like a year ago to, to Boulder, um, and then cool. I've been working on spectrums. Like I, I started spectrums in undergrad, and, that, and then I continued working on it now, and now we're at the point of Kickstarter, and it's going pretty well so far. So um, cool. But yeah, all right. well, maybe, I think maybe we that's one it. thing. Cool. All right. Yeah. Good. All right. I think we're sounding good here. So let's uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So why don't you tell my listeners about what you are raising money for on Kickstarter? Yeah. So I'm. I guess what we're doing is we are like outsourcing the manufacturing of, of our product. Um, so right now, like we've been, so we've gone through a bunch of prototyping. Like we've we've done a we've gone through like a hardware accelerator, like a business accelerator, um, and that was like kind of when I when I was in Ithaca in undergrad and. Um, but yeah, now we we kind of started doing a lot of things by hand, and then we actually we we did a small round of like pre-orders. We we made a hundred rings, and um, but like it's I guess it's not really scalable. So this next step requires like a lot of upfront cost, and we need like a big order to to lower the the cost of the rings. So this, that's what this, that's what the point of the Kickstarter is to to, and that's like what we set our goal at. Like the goal was to basically be able to do all that. And gotcha. so, well. Well, what what is the product? So my, my listeners don't know right now. So right, what, okay. What, what is it? Yeah. What are we? What are well, we? Yes. What, 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 what is it? <laughs> yeah. So spe- so spectrums are, are these app connected rings that um, you can so it connects to your phone through Bluetooth and you can basically tap on colors to make sound. So like you can you can like draw a keyboard, you can print out a keyboard or like any kind of design you want, and you can play music on it. And like the point is like you don't there's like tons you know there's there's apps where you can do that, but the point of this is to get you off the screen and you're really like you're tapping things in, like physical objects. So it's like, it's right, almost like right. you're playing like a real instrument, but you can choose the sound and anything you want of any colors you find around you or print out or color. So that's kind of the product. That's very cool. Uh-huh. Very Thanks. cool. So, so how, how, how does somebody, so somebody prints off, I mean, is this something that comes with a product? I, I guess walk us through yeah. a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, I guess in our package we have this little, like this 12 color keyboard. So like, it's basically just like a set of 12 colors. Um, and the app is like those are like the default colors in the app, um, but you can you can like do it's basically works on like any color. So you can you can like just kind of go and like and design your own sort of keyboard or or any kind of like arrangement of colors and, and print it out and you can play it. But but yeah, like ours, it comes with like a little keyboard and actually you can like play on the box too because it, you know the, there's colors on the box that you can play. So it's 
basically like any kinds of colors. And then you hear um, the sounds through your uh, iPhone or iPad, I guess? Yeah, so any kind of tablet. You can also connect it to your computer um, like through like MIDI. So you can play oh. with like GarageBand or anything. And Yeah, so the, the sound doesn't – the rings are just to like pick up the color and tapping and then the sound's played through, um, through like a phone or a tablet. Gotcha. And and do you need then like a – so I guess your app is what has all the sounds is the sound bank? Is that, right, is yeah. True? Like the app has a – we have like um we have like a bunch of instruments like we have these like different pianos like synths, um, drum sets. There's also like a bunch of random sound like there's like animal sounds and and you could actually like record your own sound. So if you you could like record the sound of like anything in like nature, or you can do like a clap or like anything, and you can you can like make that its own sample and then assign that to a color. But but yeah, I guess we have yeah we have a bunch of sounds in the app, and then you can um but then you can just like you can use any other music app like GarageBand so they have like all these you know a ton of other sounds you can use mm-hmm. but wow. but yeah wow, that's, that's very cool so so you kind of mentioned a little bit about the education portion of your life but right. where did this sort of idea start coming from I mean well yeah yeah so like the life? where's the idea of this well so like well the whole idea of I guess Spectrums was was um so I'm like a drummer so like I and then like I could never really bring my drum set around because it, you know it's so heavy and like mm-hmm. I couldn't bring it into my college dorm so the, the point of this is like you can sort of play the drums anywhere. And like, I was trying to make this extremely portable, um, like drumming device. I guess the thing is that like, so yeah, we did a lot of like testing and then especially through Kickstarter, we sort of learned that like a lot of like teachers are interested in it. You know, like there's teachers, there's like uh, people who work with special needs children. And it's pretty interesting to see that like through Kickstarter and everything, like a lot of the messages we're getting, it's just like teachers asking about it and saying they want to buy it for their classroom. So, Hmm. It's, I guess, and, and their reasoning is because it's like you know, it's a, it, they're just like these small rings, so it's it doesn't require storage space. It's low budget. It's like new technology that like kids kids really like, and uh, right, and it kind of gets them excited about music. But but yeah, that's kind of where that that's all really that cool. came so, came about. So so after you kind of get this idea going here, what's the first step in in the process of like starting to take this as an idea in your brain into right. actual physical product? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I took like a, a, I mean, that was a really long process. Like, I guess at first it was, uh, my friend Matt and I, we sort of, we were, we were both, both of us were engineers. So we sort of just like, we're having fun and we, you know, we like kind of like made a, a prototype and it was sort of just like a hobby type thing. But then, you know, we, then we did like a, we joined this business accelerator it's called eLab. Um, it's like, a, it was a student accelerator, but I mean, and then we sort of kept like iterating on prototypes and. You know, at first we used all these like off the shelf parts, but then we designed our own boards. So I guess like it, it really took a long time to like, you know, I guess both of us are really into designing and engineering. So like we, we're, we just kind of did it because we wanted to, but it's sort of, I mean, we've gone through about like 10 iterations of like our design, you know? Wow. Right. Right. And then, but yeah, like every time it got better and better and we like kept thinking that was the final product, but then we made a new mm-hmm. one and yeah. So like now, I mean... So it took, I, I would say like, I guess the the whole process may have taken like um, almost like two years by now, maybe wow. a little a little less. But but yeah, so it's kind of taken a while of like just iterating, and then finally it's like at a stable point where we, it's actually manufacturable, and like we're going to the next step of of just making more of them, basically. But well, o- over those like last two years, what's been the biggest hurdle? Has there been a like a gigantic roadblock that that you um, could overcome? Yeah, probably the biggest hurdle was like. In terms of like the techno, just technology, like 
you know, like we were using all these parts. Like, I'm not sure if you've heard of like spark fun and Adafruit. Mm-mm. They're kind of, they're these places you, I mean, you can buy like, like the color sensor. We sort of bought that entire like module. And then, so the hardest part was really like designing our complete own like PCV, right, like electronics right. board. So like that was, I mean, none of us had experience and we didn't want to, we didn't really have enough money to like outsource that. So we sort of had to learn that. Um, and, and it was really tricky. We like had to like place each, re- each resistor on the board and like, it was just really hard to make <laughs> that. So that was a huge, but we finally got past that and then we finally got it working. Um, so I'd say that, yeah, that I, and maybe that was the biggest roadblock. Right. Right. What well, well, kind of flip side of that, man, what's the moment that you knew mm-hmm. you actually had something that, I don't know, you got yeah. the first feedback you came that came in or, or yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in the beginning, like, it was hardly working. So it was like, it's kind of hard because like, you know, it does, it's not working well. So like your typical customer wouldn't really like it because it just doesn't work. But I mean, people just gave motivation along the way just because they, they didn't, I mean, what we had, they like, they saw and like, it wasn't, they knew it wasn't like a final product, but they just liked the idea. Um, it's, I kind of, I guess it's kind of hard to tell like exactly what point I, we like knew it was, we should really pursue it, but like maybe, um, I, don't, I mean, I actually don't, it's kind of hard to tell. Like, yeah, I guess like along the way we've just gotten, we've had a lot of like beta testing and like we've had, we've showed it, we had all these like customer interviews t- type things. And I think through that, we just learned that like there were people who were excited and like not just drummers who were like our initial, what we initially thought, but also just like mm-hmm. parents and, and just general musicians. So I think it's just like kind of a steady process. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I can see how, um, the, the music side of it would probably be the first, obviously like drummers are going to want this, but then it's always uh-huh. amazing when it starts opening up. I mean, I think that is one of the great things about Kickstarter right. where you start finding these sort of other right. audiences who are, who have expanded your idea where you're like, oh, I'd never even thought uh-huh. about using it this way. That's yeah. That's no, it's always one of the positives. Yeah, no, that's like, that's actually a big reason why we did the Kickstarter. So yeah, part of it was to do, to just fund the manufacturing, but then also just to, to figure out like who our market is because like, I guess I want, like as 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 it started to actually start working, like we we noticed like a bunch of people were interested, you know, like drummers, musicians, then parents, then there's like teachers, special needs workers. So it's like interesting to see, like Kickstarter is really good because I guess it is like a limited market. Like not everyone goes on Kickstarter, but like out of those people, it's interesting to see like who is most interested in, you know, like it, whether it's like teachers and special needs uh, workers, but. Yeah, I think it's a really good way to get like a lot of customers fast and like build a community. Right. Which right. is which is cool. That's cool. So, uh, where'd you grow up? Yeah, so I grew up um, in uh, Long Island, in New York. Okay. And yes, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and what, what 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 did your parents do? Like, uh, got musicians in the family? What, what, yeah, uh, I mean, not like really. Like, my dad was like plays guitar. He both of them are, were, were like doctors actually, but um, but yeah, so none, but not like so much music. I mean, I grew up playing the drums, like. My, I sort of like started on like a like a practice pad, and then I got like a snare drum, and then I eventually got like a drum set. But, um, but yeah, like it's and actually like in between that, I would like play on these like pillows. Like I would set up a pillow drum set. So that was sort of maybe maybe that was also maybe like how like this idea came about, you know? Because you can basically set up a pillow drum set and like play the different colored pillows, and basically because like you know it was a big investment for my parents to buy a drum set. Like it's they're pretty expensive and like they eat, it's like you be, you're kind of worried that your kid like may not stick with it and they might, you might just right. buy them. This expensive. So that's another cool thing about spectrums. You can, 
kind of get excited, just start messing around with like drumming and rhythm mm-hmm. without, without investing. But, um, well, what, what kind of, yeah, uh, what guess, kind of drum kit do you have right now? Do you have a drum kit right now? What kind of drum kit oh, do you have right now? Um, I don't think I heard that. Okay, I, I have like a, a Gretsch. Drum oh, set. very nice. Is it old, old vintage Gretsch or is it a newer Gretsch? Yeah, like uh, it's like a maple. Nice. Maple. Well, yeah, actually, and I don't even have it now. Like that, that's back in my my home in New York. Uh-huh. But you know, because yeah, that's the point. It's, it's it's like too big to carry <laughs> right. carry around, and it'd be too loud to play right now. But yeah, it's, you know, you can't throw them like you know, in a small apartments or anything like that, and just start, mm-hmm. start cranking on them. That's cool. Have you ever have you ever used the spectrums in any sort of like professional music setting at all? Like, hey, yeah, <laughs> I'm here. We're playing a show. Kind of. Where's the drum set? It's right here on my, it's yeah. right here on my shirt. Well, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, that's what we're experimenting with now. Like, we're we're kind of like working with some musicians on like they're trying to incorporate that into their um, like performances. It's like, I mean, that's it's sort of like a lot like part of the process where like it's still like in development. So it's like that's like our next kind of. Like we're working on like a pro version. Mm-hmm. I mean, because right now you can connect it to MIDI and, and you can do a lot of cool things with it. So it's it's like really close to being ready for like a live performance. But um, like we're working with a couple of people. Like they're using it for Ableton Live, and we're like we're kind of we keep like improving it. Um, and we're we're getting pretty close with um, this one band. They, they might try it live. Um, but yeah, that'd be really cool. I think because you could like get you can like, get off of your drum set and kind of go in the middle of the stage and, right. and like start drumming right. on your shirt. Is, and yeah, we're, we're also looking into like a, a possible shirt, you know, like a shirt that has, you can, you can like drum on easily. That's cool. Is, is there any, is there any latency issues at all or how, how, how do you combat that? Not, not exactly. I mean like it's the, the latency right now is like the same as, I don't know, like if you kind of take out your phone and go to like GarageBand, like when you play on the keyboard in GarageBand, it's like that, that's the same latency. Mm-hmm. And like the reason is because like the phone itself like just has latency like it it um takes time for a sound to actually like be triggered and play right. and played on a phone. You know, like a phone isn't meant to be like a professional audio right. tool equipment. So like there's that's like the major source of delay. So like we're kind of working on testing that delay when there's when it's connected to um what what is it like a basically it's to, to some like some kind of device that would take MIDI directly as opposed to have it go through a phone and then but um we're like just like a professional tool yeah. we're, we're sort of like looking into that gotcha. though gotcha. um but it's like the, the actual latency because of bluetooth is it's it's like 11 or it's around like 12 milliseconds which like really isn't much it's it's almost like the same as if you had like the speaker kind of across the room and you're, you're right. pl- like there's the, because of the speed of sound it's it's almost like the same as yeah. that so the latency that in that yeah it, it's just it's just that the phone itself has some latency, so we're kind of working on that. Gotcha. But that's cool. So, mm-hmm. so when you're in the middle of like a, a campaign that's successful like this, and and still going up and up and up, and you got 20 days to go, what uh-huh. what do you do personally to just stay focused on this? Or is there any like tools right. you're using, or any sort of techniques or advice to kind of stay organized yeah. with all the emails and you know? Right. Well, yeah. So like, um, yeah, definitely. So. Well, yeah, what we've been doing is, like, we've been kind of every day we've been, like, building a list of bloggers and, like, basically relevant lists that, like, um, blogs that have written about Kickstarter products, like, especially ones similar to ours. Um, so we, we're kind of just gathering, like, all these lists in spread, Google Spreadsheets. And then we use, like, Streak. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. Um, no. It's actually really good. It's a good Gmail plugin. Like, basically what you can do is 
you can kind of personalize messages, but you can still kind of, it's like in between automating and personalizing gotcha. messages. So it like fills in all these blanks. And so it's really nice because you can, that way you don't have to each, because it'd be, you know, it's, it'd be way too long to kind of do in each ind- email individually. Cause we we're trying to send out like around, you know, like 50 messages a day to blogs mm-hmm. and things. And, and it, ke- and it kind of keeps track of who you've contacted, who've, who's reached back out to you. So, I mean, that's been really helpful. Um, we're kind of working on, well, I guess we're still doing a little bit more research into it, but like you can do like cross promotion, promoting on Kickstarter. And I've, I've heard a lot of good things about that. So basically like what you do is you in your up in like your updates, you can kind of say like at the end of it, you say, by the way, like check out this other cool pro- you know, project and why it'd be good for spe- like if you, why it would work well with spectrums or how it's related and like what, you know, cause and then that way, like your backers will check out their campaign and then their backers check yours. I guess I have heard things like sometimes that gets backers angry. <laughs> like it, it sounds like, you're, you know, you're kind of like, it's a little salesy, but, um, so, but that's maybe, that's kind of one thing we're sort of looking into, um, is, uh, that that's a way of kind of continuing, um, like kind of the, the growth. And then, yeah, like we've gotten, I guess it's all about kind of getting these like big articles. Like the other day we were mm-hmm. in Mashable. So that, and then we saw like a pretty decently big spike in, in like in sales in Kickstarter. Yeah. So like, I guess just keeping up the momentum like that and just, staying active on like our social media pages, um, having all these updates, but, and I guess, and now we're like, we have a stretch goal. So that's sort of, I I don't know how much that motivates people, but like, you know, at a, at a hundred thousand, our stretch goal is that every package will include like a sticker, a sticker that you can play on and and, like, we're letting people design it. So we're letting, like, we're having like a contest, like who can design, which like you can basically design a playing pad and then it'll come in every package. But so, so having those stretch goals kind of, Helps a little bit. Um, nice. Yeah. How, how about for you, like personally as an entrepreneur, you know, sort of in this, you know, w- w- it could be such a stressful time. Right. Is there anything that you're doing to just, I don't know, check out for a few hours or you meditate or go yeah. to the gym, whatever it might be? Yeah. I mean, I've been, yeah. I don't, well, yeah, I think that's definitely important. Like I've been kind of, I don't know, like I, I'll be, I'll like go on runs. I'll, I'll make sure to have like pretty good like lunches and, and dinners, you know, just to kind of kind of like, you know, warn myself and like kind of take a break and, you know, like, I guess it's important to sort of like kind of, uh, do like time management, you know, like just set aside, you know, like you're, you say like an hour that out of the day, I'll like go for a run or something. And I think that that's kind of helped because that sort of like clears my mind and that's cool. yeah, but yeah, it's definitely hard because it's kind of like nonstop. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Cause like I'm, I'm sort of the one answering all the emails and like all the, all the um, mm-hmm. messages and, uh, like the, all the kind of, yeah, like Facebook messages and comments on Kickstarter. So it's, I guess it might, may have been good to sort of, I mean, I have teammates, but it would, it may have been good to kind of like allocate one person to do customer mm-hmm. support, you know, but, but yeah, it is, it is definitely like a lot and pretty busy, but, um, yeah, I'd say like exercising has been good and just eating What'd well. What'd you have for breakfast this morning? But yeah. Actually, well, I guess that's kind of, I, I haven't eaten, I didn't oh, eat anything yet. I mean. <laughs> it is it is 8 a.m. Oh, right point. now so I, but yeah, it is early for you. right but but uh, yeah no that's still got time but uh, but yeah i plan to you know go go to a coffee shop and grab some like cool. a bagel or something you know but but yeah like it's i think that's definitely important um sweet well but, yeah. let's move over to the actual kickstarter campaign so you're at fifty-five thousand. Sure. uh so you've blown your goal out of uh-huh. the water at this point with 20 some days to go so what was right. the, kind of the mindset to 
use Kickstarter, use crowdfunding in general? Um, you know, what right. was kind of the conversation? Yeah. So, it? so I guess like I was saying before, like um, a big part was just to start manufacturing, like because this this would let us get a big order in, like you know, at, all at once, a big order, and, and like the point was we wasn't we didn't we weren't like trying to raise money beforehand, um, partly because we thought we could do it on our, like, we, this is, I mean, Kickstarter is a great thing. Like it, it's like a way to get like, like non-dilutive funding. And, and like, the point is like right now by showing all this validation, we were like value, we were, we're kind of like valued higher, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, it's easier to raise money. It would be easier after the campaign to raise money. And so like part of it, you know, it's to show like validation, you know, like it's, it's, it's like people actually do want it and it, it could be a valid business and product. So it's a by having like a successful campaign, it, it's easier to sort of raise money afterwards. Like so, I've heard, so I've heard. Um, well, it's always nice. But um, you have a, so that was part of show. It. Like we have sales. <laughs> you know, that's a good thing. Right. Like I think Kickstarter is great because yeah, like I mean, as long as you actually like follow the steps and you do all the things you need to do for promotion, like you kind of can tell if people actually want your product. You know, I mean it. Yeah, it, there's always a question like if if it doesn't work, like did you not promote it right or did you not like follow the steps correctly? But like I think part of it is just that, that people actually it shows that people want your product and and that it's like a thing you should pursue. So I think it's good to do Kickstarter and like I know like for us I know we've we've come like a long way and we've actually have like a a working pro- like product and everything. But like I know some some pro- Kickstarters like they'll a lot of it like is like. It is a product, and they've like have prototypes, but like they have, you know, they sort of have all these renderings, and and it, and so I guess that's also a fine thing to do. Like you can, that way you can sort of, you have a, a, a prototype that works, so you you, you know you, you have a proof of concept, but then you can kind of show people what it could be, and then you can kind of test it out before you go go down that road of right. like actually making it. Yeah, you know? so I think that's a really valuable thing with Kickstarter, but um, but yeah, and then the last thing would be probably just to. To kind of test out which markets are we are like our top markets right now, you know, like see who's most excited by it, like what it is today, and kind of start to sure. build like a community. What was like the overall sort of like um, marketing plan, or that you guys talked about prior to launching the campaign? What was there a plan that you guys put in? Yeah, place? right. So like, I guess that was a hard, pretty hard, to, especially because I'm like an engineer, so like I, I don't think so much like that. But I guess I brought some people on, and we like what we did was. um so like we we before the thing we've we've gone through like we've gone to all these like events like we were at um there's like a TEDx like event in Denver we we were able to get to like we had a table we um there's a something at like the public library here we like had a table out and kids played with rings so we like had all these events and so through that we like gathered um, emails and like contacts like so basically um we would have like a ring giveaway and basically by putting your contact info you you have the chance to win a ring. Um, so like we, so building up to the Kickstarter, we like had like maybe around like 500 people on our email list, which, which I've heard is like, like I know, I know people, so a lot of people have like more than that, like, or a lot of campaigns, but I mean, we, the point was like our 500, we thought were like really strong because there are people who've like seen the product. They, they like really support it. So we built this list and sort of like a week before we started emailing that list saying we're about to launch just to get them ready. Then we like sent another one out like a day before and then like reminding them that like to like really stressing the fact that they should pledge like right. in, immediately. And because that way, like by doing that, you really build momentum. And so like we sort of had like everyone, like a lot of people kind of commit to like 
to pledging like right when it opened, like which was like at uh, I think it was it was nine a.m. Eastern time. So we sort of got like right away. We sort of, I think in the yeah in the first couple of hours we like I think we yeah, reached like half our goal. And, yeah, and so like I think that's really important because that sort of builds momentum, and then by doing that you get on like Kickstarter's front page. We were like the featured project. Um, we were like we got like a project they loved. So like it like doing all those steps like building momentum early. I think is really key. And then, and like we've kind of seen like that 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 kind of not exactly that and that much, but like certain, like day by day that momentum has been mm-hmm. pretty steady. You know, like whatever we started out with was almost like continued. I mean, it, it's like decreasing a little bit, which is kind of expected right. towards the right. middle of the campaign. But like, um, but yeah, like it's I think something a key thing is really just to get build a list of, and like a following. We had like a small following on, on so like Facebook and Instagram. So, but just sort of like building a community before you launch so people like know about it and so you can really get people to commit like right away. I think that was kind of our main thing. And then we also sort of, we like, we, we, we did the thing I was saying with the blog list. Like we made a blog, we had, I guess we, we also didn't have like a whole, maybe we should have had more, but we maybe, I think we reached out to like 50 to a hundred blogs, like a week before our launch saying we're about to launch. And then a couple of people, a couple of people wrote about us, but then like when we launched and when we were, when we succeeded, it was a lot easier to get them. Yeah. Like we contacted them again and they said, they actually responded and they said, great job. And then they started right. doing the right things. But. Cool. So, so this may be a, maybe a stupid yeah. question just because the campaign is obviously very successful, but is there anything that you would have done differently if you had, uh, had to go back in time? Yeah. Um, hmm. Differently. Well, I don't, I mean, I, I'm actually pretty happy with how things are going. Um, but let's, um, I guess like, well, I guess it would always, it's always better. You you could like build just building the the email list even more. You know, like you can. We were we sort of like kind of when we had it we had it going for a while, but we sort of um, didn't stress it. We didn't really like focus on that too much. Like like maybe like a couple months before the campaign. Like I know I know I've heard like of companies that sort of like a, at least a month before they'll like start to talk, be talking about their campaign. And like another thing we did was we we kind of kept mm-hmm. pushing the campaign back. Which was smart, I guess, but like maybe sort of like planning that out a little bit more and like maybe committing to a date earlier so that people would know about it right. earlier. Um, and then, yeah, but but other than that, like I, I'm actually pretty, I think I'm pretty happy with how yeah, things no, are going. Yeah, I think mean, that's great. Just, it's all great. Yeah, I guess it's I. It's great here. Yeah. So, thanks. You know, thanks. So, with 22 days to go and, you know, you're starting to see that sort of, we call it the trough of despair around here, that sort of middle where you're like, what? Maybe the product's not good, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, where the, right. the demons start to creep in. So, outside of talking to this amazing podcast and this host here, what other things are you kind of like thinking about doing just to keep that momentum going? I know you talked about the one stretch goal, but yeah. you know, are there other little things that you have kind of that you're thinking about launching uh, as, as you're going? Yeah. Um, well, continuing like uh, to reach out to blogs. I guess uh, maybe I overemphasize. Like, it's not actually plateauing. It's it's sort of, but like. It is. It isn't like de- you know the the rate is decreasing at least, but but like but you know just continuing to um, I guess like reach out to to blogs. Um, we're I think we like I'm AOL said like they're actually like working on a video which I think will be pretty cool. I think that will boost. But yeah, like continuing to sort of keep that up, and then like I was saying like earlier, like working on these uh, cross promotions. I think that's that's kind of key because um, that's. And I guess with that, it's like, it's usually good to sort of aim for people, aim for campaigns that are like near your, like 
the name, same number of backers as you and like maybe yeah. ideally higher. But that doing that is, I, I've heard a good way of kind of keeping momentum. Then there's, there's all these like, there's like backer club, there's crowd rush. Um, there's all those kind of, uh, like kind of lists that a bunch of people belong to and that you, they, you get discounts to that list. So like you can post on there and then basically, um, all the people who are following that will know about your campaign and they get like a discount. Like they'll be like, you know, I think our discount was like all the super early birds sold out, but we were letting them continue to buy them. So like you can, I know you can, there's a bunch of those services. I don't know. Like a lot of them, I think mm-hmm. are kind of scammy, but I know backer club there's, there's has a huge follow following. I've heard of like crowd rush has like interesting, has a pretty small, but like strong following. Um, is like backer land, but so like the, doing those, I think are good. Um, and then you get like all these like PR, like I've gotten like tons of emails about PR and marketing. And so most of those are, mm-hmm. are like spam. I haven't really like, I mean, in my, we might want to like, we might like end up biting with one of those, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I guess doing that, all those things were, gotcha. will, I think will help keep, gotcha. keep things going. What does mm-hmm. scale look like for spectrums? I mean, what, what, what's the conversations like around what this thing scales out and what, what it looks like? Yeah, like in terms of scaling. I mean, yeah, so like right now, um, well, yeah, so like uh, one thing with scaling will be like redesigning a lot of it because like it, I guess like, you know, it with with higher volumes and like by having, by bringing on like experts, like we can sort of like bring the cost down even more because right now it's like, it's pre- it's really good for Kickstarter, but like for retail, it, we would need to sort of bring the cost down. Otherwise we... And that's why we're. That's why it's kind of cool with the Kickstarter. Like it, everything's sort of discounted. Like if we were to bring this in retail, like it would probably be like, you know, around maybe seven, eight, seventy or eighty dollars per ring, as opposed to like, four, you know, thirty to forty right now. But because retail will bump it up, like they need more margins. So yeah, so we'll have to like what we plan to do is kind of bring on like more experts to sort of design the electronics and make it cheap, you know, more less expensive. Same the same quality, but just choosing parts that are better for volume as opposed to like just prototyping kind of, I mean not prototyping, but sort of like look, you know, like we're using a lot of parts that are already certified, like through, like they're, you know, the, like the RF is certified, like, but like you, you can get like a lot cheaper parts, but then go through these certification processes yourself. And um, so I think that's a big thing, just sort of bring on experts who can do that. And then like, we want to really work, we can like build out a lot of the apps functionality. Like right now it's sort of basic. Like, I mean, well not basic, but it, it does the basic mm-hmm. things like we said in the video, you know, it, it, it plays the sounds. It, it's, it's a good inter like it's a nice interface to like interact with the colors. It's, you can make little loops, but like, I mean, there's a lot of cool things we could do. Like we could kind of gamify it, you know, we can like have like rock band type things where, you know, that, so, so like we want to look into doing that. Like, but uh, yeah, those are sort of like the main things we want to so, do after you know, the campaign. When you're mentioning, you know, sort of that like gaming sort of vibe in there, does that push your company more towards uh-huh. a toy or and less from music instrument, or do you right. find yourself just walking that thin line? Yeah, both. Well, so yeah, we're that's actually and that's something something we have to sort of figure out, especially like by looking at, analyzing the the backers we're getting, like because yeah, we're kind of at the line between like is it a toy or is it like a professional instrument. Um, so, it, and I guess that's kind of cool because it's like, it can go either way, I think. And like, um, that's sort of what we're like learning through this Kickstarter to see like what might be the best route to take. I mean, 
like personally I'd like to see it be like a really great instrument like a thing that drummers can use to play drums which I think it can be and so like another thing we're thinking is like you know making these games and everything but also possibly like making a pro version you know like making it like a lot basically like making a specific version that's like meant for like live performances right. and all those things you know like that which would be really cool but that's yeah, so we're kind of deciding between those those cool, two kind cool. of markets. So, but. you know, it, how about for you personally? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So, like, that's that's something like, especially because, like, you know, I'm I'm sort of I sort of kind of started grad school, and I think what I, I mean, this is sort of it's really hard to do both. So, I, I'm think I would probably end up taking some time off to sort of work on this because I guess my reasoning is you can kind of. With grad, it's nice because with grad school, I can take some time off and go back. But right. like, you can't really do that with a startup. You know, you can't take like a year off. So I think I, my plan is started to focus on this and then kind of build this out and like kind of see what, what market it goes into and like how, how like try to grow the company. That's sort of my plan. Um, and then I, I guess yeah, it's, it's to kind of see where what like how kind of what 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 kind of market we go into, like what what we end up developing. I, I guess I'm not. It's hard to tell exactly what would happen, but um, but yeah, I definitely want to just like build this product out. And there's a lot of other like I kind of um, ideas I have with spectrums. You know, like there's the rings, but we we've like made all these different prototypes. We actually worked on like a drumstick prototype. So like the tip of the drumstick is the color sensor. So you can basically like set up. You can set up like a like kind of like what I was saying with the pillow drum set. Like you can just like use these drumsticks and, and play like right. make it sound like an actual drum set. Um, which you can kind of do now. You can put the, the rings on the end of a drumstick, but like having a specific, having a drumstick would be kind of like a drumstick itself would be cool. So yeah, so like we're working on that. We've looked into like gloves, like having hmm. like a piano type glove. Um, so just kind of, exp- I, I kind of also want to look into like expanding the products. And, do you, and do you see um, uh, um, physical retail yeah. being in your trajectory, or just keeping it all online? I think definitely. I think definitely. Yeah. I mean. I guess the thing with that is it's it just needs to be ready for like yeah. that huge scale. Like, well, it depends. I mean, you could have you could go into small shops, but um, I think we we definitely would want to. Do, I think it would be make sense to go into retail. Like, just not yet because we sort of need to. It's not really ready for that. Like, I think our plans to to do the Kickstarter, then kind of sell it on our website, um, and then after, once once we go through a couple more rounds of like design, I think it'll be ready for like mm-hmm. you know Walmart or Target or uh, that's kind of. That's kind of my hopes, but yeah. But we have some well, where can people find then, out so. more information about the Kickstarter campaign, the company? Where where can people dive into your bubble? Yeah, yeah. So definitely, um, I mean, you can find us all like in, you know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just it's you can just type in Spectrums with a D, um, and yeah, you can find us there. We have a website, Spectrums dot com, and then definitely just uh, you know on Kickstarter and like our Kickstarter page is really nice. You can kind of get to. You can kind of learn a lot about spectrums like pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, I guess all those all those places. Awesome. awesome. Well, Stephen, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. I mean, I know it's tough in the middle of a uh, of a Kickstarter campaign to, oh, of course. to block out thirty minutes for uh, to talk to some guy. But uh, no, yeah, course, no, this is great. Thanks so much course. for having me. We appreciate it, man. I wish questions. you a lot of continued yeah. success and good luck with the campaign. Um, I think you're gonna, you got a really interesting product, um, and uh, obviously you're getting great validation right now. So thanks so keep much. Keep it going, man. Good luck. Wow, how about that conversation with Steven? Really great stuff, man. 
Uh, I really want to thank him again for coming on and taking the time. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, you hear the struggles in terms of making a product, prototyping it, how many times you have to kind of keep going back to the well to keep fixing, keep tweaking. Um, it, it's a long process, but uh, these guys have done it. They're, they're doing a great job. They're using Kickstarter correctly in terms of proving viability that they should keep going down this path and uh, got a lot of great stuff going on. So, uh, Stephen, I want to, again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. So the song we're listening to is, is a song called Roots, and you're probably familiar with it um, because it is the intro music of Successfully Funded's podcast. But um, I'll go ahead and uh, shout out and let you guys listen to this song. This was on the Sugar People 2008 release. This was the first song off the record. And uh, all right, guys, enjoy, and I'll talk to you all next week. I'm gonna tell everybody.